With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello, everyone. You're listening to Battle Red Radio. I'm Matt Weston. Tonight, I'm joined by my reliable, tough target, my good pal Taylor. How are you doing tonight, man? What is it, tough target or tough? Reliable, tough target. What What does that mean? I know. I heard uh, an announcer say it last weekend. <laughs> <laughs> so you're just going to go with it and call me it? Yeah. It's like whenever you watch NFL condensed games, you just hear like snippets of stuff, and I just hear... Yeah, and that's uh, his reliable tough target. I'm like, whoa! What if, whoa! So, do you want it to mean something dirty? I mean, it's whatever you want it to mean. I'm gonna. I don't mean, want it to mean anything. You know what? I'm gonna call it dirty. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not. I'm saving that for Valentine's Day. No, you're not. You're like, hey, you should save it for New Year's. I really not for Valentine's. You. There's so many other romantic things coming up. For God's sakes, mistletoes. Mistletoes exist, dude. I don't understand mistletoe. Actually, I think. What? What is a mistletoe? No idea. What? Okay. Is it like a leaf? I don't understand is, any of this stuff. I don't understand Thanksgiving. I understand. Well, I vaguely understand Christmas, but like it's everything else about Christmas. I don't get. It's like we were the generation after mistletoe. Maybe. I think that's what it was. We're the generation after drunk driving and mistletoe. Oh, that's good. I don't know where the first one came from, but okay, we'll roll with it. Yeah, it's important. <laughs> we are all the we're the progeny of drunk of drunk driving. Yeah, that's what '90s kids are. Dude, dare mothers against drunk it's driving. Mad dude. Oh, is it? Mad? It's mad. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. M a d d. Yeah. Wait, dare was the drugs. Dare was against drugs. Yeah, okay. Mad was against drunk driving. Okay. It's not a joking matter. I man, it's a I serious wasn't problem. Joking. I was just right. asking. I'm just saying that that's what we came out of. That's they, what made us. They never taught us that in like high school. They only taught us that in elementary and middle school. Why not high school? Uh, they did. They Are did that sure? like fake. You know, like he. That was like one time during spring break. No, that was like a big thing though. It's like a when they did the fake he kills. It's a like ki- the theater play. It's yeah, like the I theater know. arts wanted to do a program for no, the day. They just record that so they can play for the elementary school kids. And like, man, high school looks rough. <laughs> God, I killed terrible. somebody. Yeah, guy's dead. I think scared me when I was a baby. But I'm not a baby anymore. I'm a tough man. Uh, we're tough football riding men. No, Football's I laugh at drunk driving. <laughs> it's not, dude, it's not funny. Oh, that's it's not, not funny. what we're doing. No, oh. make sure this holiday season okay. to. I do two things. One thing, if you drink, make sure you call an Uber or a Lyft. I use Lyft personally. Uh, I like the color of the logo a little bit more. Oh, God. And also, you know, it's not that hard. You know, plan plan ahead to sleep in your car if you have to. What is this? And the second thing you have to do this holiday season, you got to give the cast five stars. Give it a comment. If you don't give the cast five stars, what are you even doing? Even if it tells us, give, like, give. You borrow someone else's phone, hop on their podcast app real fast. Be like, what are you doing? I'm not doing anything. Just download it. Give it, it five stars. It's download it. It all helps out. You'll love it. Um, and also when there, you know, you have Thanksgiving tomorrow or whenever, or even, you know, Christmas coming up. Don't give gifts. Don't bring a turkey. Don't bring the green beans. Bring the cast instead. Say I got something better. And it's like a box with their phone in it. And whenever they click on it and type in their password, it's a picture of the pot. Works. That works. Yeah. Or just, I was saying just a Bluetooth speaker. It's like, what is this? Is this for me? No, no. This is for you. They hit play. We need to have a picture of us just sitting side or back to back with our arms crossed. That would be really good, actually. <laughs> That's really oh, what my. We're going to take that picture. Okay. You're really excited about yeah, the photo we're doing now. It. We're doing that. Exactly. Maybe yeah. I could do some really bad photos. You're so much too. taller than me. Damn. It. <laughs> oh, it's gonna be spectacular! <laughs> I can't wait for this. Maybe I'll You're make. You're probably it, gonna want to do it tonight. <laughs> maybe I'll make it my Twitter photos well too, because I did that thing with the Patriots people, and I was you know at the end I made a joke. I was like, "Yeah, uh, you know, thanks for having me on. I'm sorry for everybody having to see how ugly I am. Hopefully they enjoy oh it." He's like, you know, like <laughs> the Patriots guy goes. Uh, his name's Pat Staples. He goes, 
you know, I thought you were going to be a lot uglier because your profile picture is like tumbleweeds. I'm like, well, it's the desert and it's Nakatillo and the sun setting. It's a very beautiful picture. You're so offended and it means by a lot that. to me. And I was like, well, I guess actually I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> Say, well, thank you. That's the weirdest compliment I ever got. Yeah, you're better looking than a tumbleweed. Yeah, our, the, everybody just seems <laughs> I'm very what? ugly, like 47 years old. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Because you put a tumbleweed. I have no idea. All right, but I think we should do that photo. Yeah, for sure. Okay, all we're right. gonna do it. <laughs> I don't know if I can make it the photos tonight, but I could definitely Photoshop some stuff. <laughs> we gotta be serious with it too. Yeah, I mean, maybe we can take a different photo for each week. Also, ooh, this is week thirteen. But it's the same position, like it's the same. But just like a slightly okay. <laughs> exactly. But all it's right. a different shirt each time. Like we'll wear ugly Christmas sweaters for Christmas. There we go. Yeah, I like all this. I'd be wearing Josh <laughs> Allen. You're shirt like for this so week. into this. You're taking notes. I don't know how, who's gonna take the photo though. What do you mean? We have so many people that'll take a photo. Yeah, but we're gonna have to do it. You just get a random person off the street to take a photo. Maybe we have to do that. Yeah, it's easy. Or we can just take all the photos at once <laughs> and just change outfits and get our get our six photos that we need. Yeah, we'll get a photographer. It's cool. All right, all right, we got it. Yeah, we got it. We got it next week. So last week for the picks, uh, it was a fun week of football. I enjoyed it, except for like the two blowouts, but it was enjoyable. The Texans are in the Super Bowl, as we talked about last week. Uh, with the picks, so I went 4-0, you went 3-1, and the one difference was that I picked the 49ers because the Packers have a bad run defense, and you picked the Packers, and the 49ers just like, it just like even, bashed their head into goop. In oh, it wasn't even close. And But I also told you at the same time, I said that this would this game would actually show me if Green Bay was for real as well. Now I just don't think they are. I just think they're going to struggle against any team that can run the football. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, it's hard. They don't but in the playoffs, what do you do? Well, it depends on who you're playing. You mostly run the football, though, in the playoffs. Don't you dare. It depends who you're playing. What did New England have last year? The number one running offense in the NFL in the playoffs. They ran it a lot, yeah. Michelle was going crazy. Well, they also played the Chiefs. Yeah. And then they went up by 21 points. Chargers. Yeah, you're going to run the ball and you're up by 24 points. And the Rams. Yeah. I, mean, fine. I think that was more about the matchups and having an old quarterback you know what? It wasn't than the playoffs the so itself. What? So here's the thing on why it's not against the matchups. Because somehow Zeke couldn't run against the Rams, but Michelle can. What are you trying to tell me, Matt? He didn't even run that well. Zeke. They scored 10 points. Or you know what? That's good enough. You know? Good enough to win the game. I guess so. But I'm not, I don't think it's indicative of it being run heavy in the playoffs. I think it's more about the match. But the biggest problem I see with the Whatever. Packers offense, though, there's not a lot of easy throws. Like, I mean, it was everything like Rodgers was doing was difficult. Like, nothing was easy for him that game. It was oh, like really boo hoo. But watching it, you watch all these other teams, you're just like, yeah, that's a nice, easy throw. There's no buy seven yards around that guy. It's not a boo hoo thing, but that's what, what good ju- offenses do. Good offenses create easy throws. We're making excuses for Aaron Rodgers. We're Rush. not making it's, excuses. But it's a fact well, it's where more, the running more game about doesn't the work. The coaching and you if you're not then. using the running game, then Aaron Rodgers has to rely on his receivers, which I will say this to agree with your point. It's not to say he doesn't have. He, a lot of weapons. Yeah, at least has some things so that he can work with. Yeah. I, I'm just talking about more about the offense itself, though. Like, I think Matt LaFleur has been extremely overrated as a head coach. Okay. Because of the record. I don't think they create a lot of easy stuff. I think everything is just, like, really heavy. A lot of play action. A lot of isolation routes. A lot of long developing passes. And, uh, and like, when you're down by 13, they're still running two tight end sets. And, like, these heavy formations and stuff. It's like, no. Just let Rodgers throw the ball some, you know? Spread things out a little bit. Yeah, but I mean, even Rodgers didn't look that great. That's the whole idea. I mean, you're yeah, one- but you can spread things out to create easier throws. Run some picks, run some rubs, instead of everything just being like, oh, Devontae Adams in a double coverage. Uh, but that's also, in my opinion, Rodgers at the same time. If he's just throwing a Devontae in double coverage, it's because he's not trusting anybody else. But again, they're like everything's just very difficult for him. Oh, I'm so sorry. Nobody felt sorry I'm not, for I'm, Dak whenever I'm not he didn't t- have Amari. Everybody talks so much crap about him. Now I'm supposed to say, Why oh, are you making this about yourself? We're not, I'm, I'm going to make this, this about myself. And this isn't poor Aaron Rodgers at all either. We're saying I'm not, Aaron Rodgers I'm not, is a top QB. Like, I'm not def- no, I'm not saying he's a top quarterback. But people he's argue like that. He's like the 10th best quarterback this year. Okay, well, people argue that as far as all time, yeah, he's yeah. up there, which I can't feel bad then if you're considered all time. Who has less weapons, Tom or him? Uh, he does. What? No, I'm saying, I mean, yeah, Tom yeah. does. Okay, Tom I was does, about to yeah. say, give me a Devontae Adam for yeah, Tom. Yeah, Tom has less weapons. But okay. Tom, but uh, Rogers doesn't have like what, an all-time great defense right now. Oh, so and now we're going to say that. Yeah, but he does. Okay, okay. He does. Okay. We'll call it even. Uh, all right. <laughs> so I'm four, I'm four and zero. Oh, you and three one. I Brag. caught up. 
We're at, we're twenty two and twenty. You know, I'm fa- I'm glad we finally got above five hundred. I think it's ridiculous. We almost drowned there for a second. What are you talking about, man? I've been on a win streak lately. You went like two and two, two and two, <laughs> yeah. and I had that one one in three weeks. So, but it was good. It was good to have a big week. Yeah, dude. I've always been winning this year. This is when I really come alive, you know. No, it's not. And December's this weekend, and this is like the best time of the year for football. It's like these are whenever every year there's two or three teams that get knocked out of the playoffs because they have a bad December. And this is when the games really mean something, you know. It's really important. It's really valuable. You can do all that winning in October. It's cool. It doesn't really mean anything till December, though. So the games really count. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's Ugh. what it is. Okay. Man, I'm ready to lift some more weights now just thinking about December football. Yeah, I'm going to go home. I'm ready to eat some chili. Yeah, I'm not. Deadlift, 175 pounds. Nope. Um, box jump, like six inches. Box jump, parkour. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. So this week we're going to talk about Buffalo at Dallas, your 3 o'clock turkey game. Uh, hopefully, Sh- hopefully, Should be the late game. Well, the late game is so bad. I know, that's what I mean. They did that same game two years ago and it sucked. I don't know it why sucked. they did it again. And by the way, both everyone wants to watch the Cowboys and the Bills. Because the Bills are exciting this year. Yeah. Yeah, like everybody wants yeah, to watch all, it this they year. They rule. No, no, they're uh, not, they don't rule. I actually, I have, everyone, I have a question for you about. So Thanksgiving we have... Chicago, Detroit, we have mm-hmm. um, Buffalo, Dallas, and then we have Atlanta, New Orleans. There's been a lot of talk that the Lions should stop playing on Thanksgiving. What are your thoughts? No, absolutely not. Sorry. You got to eat it. It's what Dallas and Detroit came up with. It was their idea from the start. They were the ones that established it. Is that the history of it? That is the history of it. Detroit and Dallas were the first two. They are the ones that came up with it. They are the ones that always play on Thanksgiving. If you do not like it, I guess you should have been the first whenever it began. When you're not first, you're last. <laughs> that works out. Dallas and Detroit winning. I'm sorry. And that's the thing. And I agree with everybody else. Driscoll, Thurston quarterback, and Detroit hasn't been that great for hey, years. backup quarterback. But it's tradition. But you, you, don't are, like, you don't like Bo Scarborough? No. No, 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 no. We're going to do tradition here. And by the way, Scarborough destroyed us. Okay? So. He looks pretty good. He looked really good against the Dallas defense because we're so awesome. Uh, no, I'm, I'm fine with Dallas playing. Like, give the Lions something. They haven't won a playoff game. In like 25 years. Give them the Thanksgiving game. It's the only the way, thing they have to play for every This year. should be a good one, too. I mean, it's going to be like two kind of crappy teams. Yeah, it's going to be like 14-13 middle score. And like, I don't want to be petty or rude, but I'm kind of glad Detroit is kind of falling apart. Because we're like, Why? we're like, are they good? I don't know. Like Staff, Well, Stafford injury, obviously, but their yeah. defense has gotten a lot worse. After they smell that money. They lost all their running backs. They lost their quarterback. Well, I'm saying like we picked them to go like 4-12 and this year. Yeah, we picked to be really bad. They would have been better. Probably so, but I don't know. And that's why everyone's criticizing Matt Patricia now. I, you can't. I mean, he's a bad coach. I, I can't say that. It's his that's defense. Unfair. And his defense is bad. And he put all this money into his He picked defense his guys was fine this year. when he had Stafford healthy because at least no, they, they were, got, they the got point Bob is they were in games. Were they in games when he had Stafford? I guess so. They were in games. But they still that's got... The, I, they still got by with turnovers, though. I got you, but they were still in games. I mean, what are we talking about? It's all about wherever the ball goes in the end. We're going to talk about Seattle here. Seattle's the luckiest freaking team on planet Earth with how close they're winning games by. Mm. 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 Nah. No? Nah. No, I'm I mean, Detroit got, bat- got lucky with all the turnovers they had. <laughs> and that's what they were based around. You make me sick. You know, I mean, it does Are you one of the ones that say they shouldn't be playing on Turkey Day? No, I'm fine with that. I okay. already said that. Why don't you listen to me, bro? Well, no, I just want you're just criticizing. I just want to make sure. Yeah. God, I don't like your attitude. I'm fine with them. I hated it when I was like nine years old. I was like, these lions suck. Why do I go watch the lions? But I'm fine with it now. Good. Only when only but they have to wear their really old, stupid uniforms though. Always. No stickers on the helmets. Never. Like big, stupid gray pants. I love it. Yeah. Uh <laughs> the best is when Houston played Detroit on Thanksgiving in like what, two thousand twelve? And that was the game where Alan Ball tried to cover Calvin Johnson, and it didn't go very well at all. But it was also the game where Justin Forsett had like a 75-yard touchdown run, and they said he wasn't... They, I don't know. I can't remember exactly what the call was, but it was a scoring play, and Jim Schwartz challenged it because he challenged it. It was going to be reviewed anyways. He got a 15-yard penalty, and the touchdown stood. And I've never seen by so mad my entire life. It's good. Yeah. It's good. Um, For us, it was more... Man, I really wish I could look up the Dallas Cowboys record on Thanksgiving because for some reason, I don't think it's good. <laughs> I mean, I guess we could. I think it's no better than 500. Yeah. I remember maybe York- a game or two or a game or two under it, but I promise you there's not a lot of wins in there because I've, I've experienced a lot of frustration on Thanksgiving. The Carolina game like four years ago was bad. 
I remember they lost his game to the 49ers. I really laughed about it. I was like 11 years old. Didn't Detroit and Dallas play on Thanksgiving and we lost? They should just do that instead. Actually, I'm always fine with that too. Yeah, that'd be better. If everybody wants had that to happen, that works for me. Whenever they actually play each other and create another open game. Yeah. Actually, that would work better whenever they do actually. And it's part of the season. Okay. Yeah, we yeah, got that it. That works Send out. it to the NFL. Send it the email. I don't have any emails there. You're worthless. So Buffalo at Dallas. The uh, the Cowboys are six and a half point favorites. Then we'll talk about San Francisco, Baltimore. The Ravens are six point favorites. New England at Houston. The Patriots are three and a half point favorites. That line has jumped half a point too. And Minnesota at Seattle. The Seahawks are three point favorites at home on Monday Night Football. So while you're hopefully like for Buffalo, Dallas, I've already had, you know, like 15 beers. I've already ate dinner or whatever. I'm waking up from like an hour and a half nap, like sweaty. There's a giant boulder in my stomach. And I'm like, all right, it's Josh Allen time, baby. Here we go. Why are you sweaty? From all the turkey, I guess. What? Does turkey make you sweat? I don't know. I'm just I think that's like, a weird personal problem I, I, you got I'm going to be so full and my body's like fighting an infection. It's so full. All right. So I'm gonna throw and this. You can like, you know, like in that, like the movies, when like somebody's pregnant, there's some like moving around in it. I want that. It was like an alien. Something. Yeah, there's like a, a like a a drumstick just like sticking about my stomach. You know, sounds like something that would be like, I don't know, you giving birth over there. That's the idea here. So there's something that's gonna be coming out of where if you are giving. I'm birth. saying I want to be so full. Sit your I want it to be like that. <laughs> it's gonna be your butthole. No. You don't understand the, the metaphor here. The I don't imagery. understand any of your think metaphors. About think about it. I don't want to think about it. You're talking about giving birth over there. All right. So guess how many tackles Ezekiel Elliott broke last week? I know it's at least one. I'm going to say one. One. <laughs> okay. This I know my, I saw one. Right, we can turn the show off now. That's all I wanted to do. <laughs> We're tonight. done. I'm done. All right, good night, folks. We got this one. Great app. All right. So wait, do you want me to talk or do you want to go? Um, or you want to go and see what you say? Because yeah. You're I mean, about I to guess, go on a love fest, I feel. I guess the biggest thing about this game is that right. the Bills have a great pass defense, fifth in DVOA. The uh, the Bills have a great pass defense, fifth in DVOA, but their run defense isn't that great. They're 26th in run defense DVOA. A really great example of that was that game against the Eagles that they lost earlier this year. So, like, I don't know, Elliot got, what, $22 million for the season? They're paying something like that. $18 million, whatever the number is. We don't talk about people's money. Though. It's a lot of money. <laughs> we don't talk about that. It's a lot of money. This is, I think, the game where Elliot needs to do something more than be like, Oh, yeah? You, you think Hyde. it's this game, huh? Yeah. It's this game? Yeah, this is the game. I hate you so much. Like, he needs to be better than Carlos Hyde this game. Okay, that's good. Yep. You're going to keep going, please. I need you to talk about the Bills. I need you to build up the Bills for me. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. All right. This is what I want you to do. So I want you to have the Bills, and I'll take the Cowboys side, and then we'll let our listeners decide what argument they want more. So, Josh Allen has been so good these past <laughs> two weeks. So, like, against Miami, I've been waiting forever for him to be just like, yeah, here's 300 yards, here's three touchdowns, zero interceptions. Take like Just, like, throw the gun in the front seat, be like, yeah, I did that. Uh, he did that against Miami, except he didn't quite have the 300 passing yards. Against who? Miami. Okay, just wanted but to... But he didn't quite have the 300 passing yards. He had 256, you're, but you're that being this. said, he had 56 rushing yards, including a beautiful zone ring option where he just ran past three guys. You're still bragging about this. Last thing. week, though, was an even better performance, I feel like, against the Denver Broncos. 15-25, 25, 60%, 185 yards, two touchdowns, interception where there was a miscommunication, but he only ran for five yards in that game. The biggest thing about that performance, though, is, I mean, he made some throws against a really great defense. He made, I like think two it was, throws. He made, like, seven great it throws. It was one to John Brown and one to Cole Beasley. Yeah, if you're talking about touchdowns. Yeah, he threw two touchdowns, but Man, he made he seven. One, he made my, seven great one throws. One beautiful pass. It was to John Brown, and that was not a touchdown. It was just a damn good pass. Other he made seven great throws. That oh game. God! You want you want to pause the episodes, watch you play? <laughs> so you want to do? You got a highlight oh, I, reel? I have all the gifts already ready. You know, go. we need a YouTube just so we can show the highlight reel. I think we the, the show get canceled by the NFL. Though. <laughs> they don't like highlights going it's out. It's weird. Uh, but Alan's just been he's been beautiful. He's been amazing. And the only thing I don't like though is it's starting to bleed into the internet now. All of a sudden, everybody's a Josh Allen fan. Nobody's Where were y'all a year and a half ago, huh? I'm not reading this. What Where articles are you looking at? I mean, just social media. <laughs> the Twitter machine. The Twitter. Uh, the Buffalo Bills page. No, just per, it's pervasive in the culture now. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. Whatever. Is yeah. that all you got? You done with your argument? Uh, 
yeah, Josh Allen's beautiful and spectacular. And I'm, I'm so glad I get to be blessed by his presence this Thanksgiving. All right, so let's get started with the real team here. So whenever it comes to the Dallas Cowboys versus the Buffalo Bills, first of all, Josh Allen looked terrible last week. I don't know what the hell you were watching, and thank God they were playing the Denver Broncos because otherwise they would have lost. Their Buffalo no, they Bills, wouldn't. the Buffalo Bills defense is the reason why they won that game with the turnovers because otherwise Denver would have easily scored. That they looked awful on offense. I don't know what you're they were saying. Good on offense no, they game. weren't. They were okay. Hey, they're good. But if they were going the up Broncos against a decent have, offense, the they would have, have lost. Top ten defense this year. They have a great pass defense. If this they year. would have gone up against an adequate offense, they would have lost. No, they would have won like twenty seventeen, maybe yeah. or twenty ten. No. This is so ridiculous. Either way, what the Buffalo Bills and your Josh Allen is going to do me a favor is that if you do beat me, my coach is fired. Because even though you and I disagree with this, and we talked earlier, there is no way because Jerry Jones is so pissed off. That Jason Garrett keeps his job. No, no, no. I don't even care that he's pissed off. As a Cowboys fan, like what I said earlier on this podcast, too, you're going to fire him. You fire him after the Jets game. You don't do after the Patriots game and all of a sudden say, oh, that was all coaching. What the hell are you looking at for the past week? Whenever we're just down by 14, every game, it's coaching. And all you have to do is fire his ass. And Jerry is just, this is the test. However, it's also the same thing every single season for me. My team is so much better than everybody else's. I'm sorry. I'm just going to say it. From roster, top to bottom, it is, talent-wise. But they can't play together. And I don't know what it is. In my opinion, it's coaching. And just like last game against New England, we lost because of special teams. Matt, the fact that the freaking punting and kickoff unit just can't say, hey, it's in the wind. You're going to need to scoot up at least 15 yards to catch the ball. And they still didn't do it. And they were so confused on kickoff each and every single time. I'm so lost with this team, and it pisses me off. Yeah, so that game, the Patriots scored 10 points off turnovers in the first half. They had the pump block. They had the interception by Stephen Gilmore, jumping from a crossing route to Mari Cooper. Which, before you go on, I do want to say this. Because I, yeah, I don't know if you agree with me on it or not. That was Dak putting his toe in the water and seeing like, I wonder how, I wonder how cold it is. And then he put his toe in, and guess what? It was freezing, and he said, I'm not going to go that way again. I, I disagree just because it was a five-yard pass. Uh, yeah, I mean, maybe, like if you're testing, go there If you're again. testing water, you're like, all right, play action. I'm throwing this one 45 yards to the field. I don't care. I-D-G-A-F. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but they lost 9-13 to that game. So, which Cowboys field goal is your favorite? The one before the half or the one to make it a four-point game? So, I actually don't mind the four-point one. All right. So, this is where – and I, by the way, I've been wrong because the argument that I had to listen to was – and this is where I am wrong – was it's a loser mindset where it's no matter what, what you're saying and it's what Jason Garrett even defended on was it doesn't matter. I'm kicking this field goal – because New England is, if they come down and they kick a field goal, we're still in the game. The loser mindset is so that you automatically assume that they're going to come down and score yeah. versus your defense being able to stop them. The reason why I don't mind the play call is because it was six minutes left. It's still plenty of time. New England wasn't scoring. Their defense or their offense didn't look good at all. So I wasn't really worried about them scoring points, which I actually did not mind. Which is a better reason to go for it then. But I, I, don't, I don't mind Dak being able to play for the win. Well, That's the whole thing. I got the entire scenario I wanted. Well, here's the argument for it, though, is that you're going up against one of the two best defenses in football. You don't know if you're ever going to get a chance in the red zone again, and you need to maximize the points that you have available to you whenever you're down. I agree with, That's the argument for it. I agree with that in the end. However... I got the entire scenario I wanted, and the refs took it from me. So, And I'm not even blaming the refs for Dallas losing against New England. I think we lost because the special teams played and simple. What the refs took from me is me being able to see if my quarterback yeah, yeah. could drive down the field and win me the damn game. And they, I, I don't know if he could or could not, and that's why the game didn't even leave me angry. It left me empty. Yeah, I, just I, general. It's, uh, I don't want to see the refs decide the game for me. I want to see the top defense, like you just said, defend my quarterback, intercept my quarterback to end the game so I can be like, duck, pissed. But now I'm sitting here going, 
It's sh- I don't know. I don't know weather. why you want Dak Prescott just turning Tony Romo again. It's I don't know why you that. why you're wishing that for him. It's not that. It's come on, man. Because Think just like him. against the Minnesota, stop. It's like against the Minnesota game. Everybody was like, "Oh, shouldn't get the ball to seek this, this, and this." This was the time where it was Dak's time. We knew what was going to happen. He was going to drive down the field and he was going to give it his best shot. The refs took that away. I hate that so much. Uh, they're, they're, well, the other thing that was here about Sunday too. They called a lot of trimming penalties in all the games on Sunday. Like, not just that game, but I saw that. There's been seven in 109 games, and they called no, two saying, against Dallas. I'm saying that entire Sunday, though, they called a bunch of them. I don't know how many there are. They called a bunch on Sunday. I don't I don't, they just had, like, some league notes come and be like, hey, watch for this. And they called a bunch So yesterday. there's two games this year where it doesn't make sense because now it's one game against New England where it was caused for two tripping calls that were unexisting. And then I can't remember who it was, but it was another loss in the season. That's why I forget about it. But it was when Amari Cooper was then called for two offensive pass interference. For some reason, this whole thing keeps happening with the Dallas Cowboys, which goes back to my theory all along. Jerry Jones is new Al Davis. You try to get him fired. You try to get Goodell fired. This is what you get for trying to do that. Okay. That's what I'm saying. All right. You can say whatever you want, right. but that's what okay. I believe. Okay. That's what I believe. So, Prove me wrong. So Dallas, Prove me wrong. They kicked a field goal on fourth and five from New England's nine-yard line. Great. They kicked a field goal on fourth and seven from I their 29-yard line. That's what I'm saying. The fourth and seven one is the one that everyone has a problem with, though. I've, I have... The fourth I and pro- seven. I have an equal problem with each one, though. You could say the the first one because it's on the nine. You have a better argument. The twenty nine, fourth and seven. Yeah, you're, you're arguing about for fourth and seven on the twenty nine. They should with for six it. and a half minutes left. They should gone. I for can't it. say that. I can't hold that against Garrett. I hate Garrett, and I can't hold that against him. They should gone for it. I, it's a. I get what his premise was, loser mentality, but I don't agree. Time, everything, I got the entire, I got what I wanted. And also, it's the thing about field position, too. New England got the ball to 25. They would have the ball at the 11-yard line. If you miss, if you miss, you have the ball at the 11-yard line. Did you see the punt or the kickoff, the one that resulted in a two different, it was a punt that resulted in two penalties that then resulted from them going from the 15 to the 45? Yeah, that was funny. No, that was not funny. Well, I guess I'm I'm talking about here, though, is they don't get it at that point. New England's the ball at the 11-yard line. You kick the field goal. They get the 25-yard line. And that also leads to Dallas trying to win a game-winning drive from the nine-yard line instead of just you know going for it with the with, really, with the number two offense by DVOA. And that but point that's, in time. yeah, let's say number two offense. Yeah, you like that weather? Please, I'm sorry. That's but all I the more reasons anybody, to go for it. Whenever anybody like smokes me, yeah, you like that game? Yeah, the weather. That's all please. the more reasons to go for it. It though, was at so that point. it was raining nonstop yeah, and, and the, just getting colder and colder. And I'm. And, would actually make we're just finding more reasons to go for right now. No, we're not. Yeah, we are. No, we're not. I, it's easier to complete one seven-yard pass. You know why we're not? Because I'm going to throw this in your face. Then drive. I'm going to throw this in. I'm going to throw 81 this. Eighty-one yards and score. Let me say this because this is also pisses yards me off. And score. Matt, why is it when it's raining and cold? All of a sudden, my quarterback it takes him an entire first half to realize I should put on a glove and then I can throw better. I don't know. Yeah, because that's Maybe what you should happened. Call up Teddy that's Bridgewater. the point though that I'm trying to make to you. Even though I hate that, that's the point where in the second half you wore a glove. Second half, all of a sudden he looked better. Through 114 yards in the fourth quarter, guess what? The man was ready. He was going to do it. The refs took it away from me to either for him to blow it or for him to do it to get that 40 million dollars. I'm so angry right now about that. I just wanted yeah, to see. Yeah, you are very angry. They should have gone for it. I just wanted to. No, that's they hundred percent should have. Minutes left. God, I'm not. We found. To... We just keep finding more reasons but to I'm go for it. I'm not listening to this because either way, Dak would have had to drove down the field in order to score to win. Correct. Unless they convert on fourth or, and seven. Or I'm sorry. Or they're not gonna it's easier fourth to, and seven. It's easier to convert on fourth and seven than have a ninety one yard drive touchdown in that weather against I, the top two defense in the league. Yeah. Fourth and seven I'm is gonna easier pay to convert my quarterback on. over forty million dollars. He's gonna do that. See. Okay, that's you, where I'm you at. have a suck in your head, but that's an easy And also, situation. by the way, the Amari Cooper. Ugh. On the road he's bad. No, no, no. Have that, you heard this whole on the road yips thing? No. No, That's the actual thing, I guess. He's bad on the road. A, oh my he has the God. gifts on the road. The ball touching the ground. I, it did. It did. You know what I hated more than anything? Maybe I was wrong because I was listening on the radio for this last play. DeAndre Hopkins makes that catch. Okay. <laughs> oh, my. You know what? I think I'm done with this segment. I think, I'm done. I think I'm done. So, what's your pick for this game? All right. <laughs> 
Alright, Josh Allen is going to be eating so much grass. But seriously, I think it's going to be Dallas Cowboys 27, Bills 25. Wait, what's the point spread? Dallas six and a half points. What? Yeah, so are you picking Dallas or are you picking Buffalo with the points? Oh, God. Six and a half points. Six and a half. Are you, are you lying to it's me right six now? And a half. I can't do it. I'm going, you know what? No, I'm going to leave it. Okay. I'm leaving so it. So you're taking I'll, Dallas? Yeah. Yeah, I'm taking Dallas 27 25, but I'm going to leave it because either route I have, it's not them beating by Buffalo by seven or more. Yeah. I think. I don't have that. Uh, I hope that, but I don't have that. <laughs> so Dallas this year, they've lost every game against teams above 500. The Buffalo Bills are A and three. Three of the, I, I guess those losses were all one possession losses. They lost to New Orleans by one possession. They lost to New England by one possession. Dude, they're going to lose. What are you talking about? They lost to Minnesota by one possession, and then they you know, lost by more than that to the New York Jets. The one Bills lost the game 16-19 to Cleveland, 10-16 New England, and 13-31 against Philly in a big rushing game. Unless Elliott like, really like dominates this game, the Cowboys have some great rushing attack, that's, that's the way I see them beating Buffalo. That being said, until Dallas beats a team above 500, I don't want to hear anymore. I don't want. I'm not picking them again. I'm done with Dallas. Whenever they play against plus 500 teams, beat somebody. So I'm what going Buffalo. It's the exact same thing. I'm every going Buffalo. Year. 27, 24. The only thing that's been consistent about for the past 10 years is the coach. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I don't want to hear you. Oh no, Dallas can't be a winning team. We've never been able to beat a winning team because our coach is a loser. Right. Well, we're still sticking to that. Whatever. They won that. They beat New Orleans last year. Nine and one New Orleans. Oh yeah. What did we end up last year? Uh, losing to Los Angeles. Yeah, that's what I thought. Giving up 255 rushing yards. That's what I thought. Yeah. Yeah, loser. Yeah, so I'm going Buffalo. I can't wait to watch Josh Allen Thanksgiving. What a great day. And when Josh Allen loses by three touchdowns, you're going to be upset? No, I won't be upset. I won't be upset because... It makes no sense. I won't be upset because they're 8-3. and three, And uh, the only thing I'll be upset about is if they play Houston the first round of the playoffs. Because I don't know what I'm going to do, man. Actually, that's the only thing I hope for. Just so you can cry and be so conflicted. Because I just want to know who you're going to pick in that game. I was joking on the show to Tuesday. I have one shirt that's like Texans, one shirt that's Buffalo. Like I'm J.J. Watt's mom or something going to a Steelers-Texans game. I don't think that's... Uh, that's not the same thing, though. I'm about to get one made. But you're not a mom. So I'm, I said like. I didn't say I am. I don't understand I like. the Josh Allen thing. It's called yeah. a simile. I don't understand this. It's called simile, bro. Not only is simile. All right. So the next game we have here, San Francisco at Baltimore. The Ravens are six-point favorites. Um, they completely thrashed the Rams on Monday Night Football. They destroyed the Texans the week before. They destroyed the Patriots the week before that. So is Lamar Jackson still your MVP? Yeah, duh. I don't think that he's proven otherwise. The only thing is, obviously, the Rams suck, which is what we keep being able to see. But Lamar Jackson, he's just changing the way everything is. And it's he's so consistent. I think the main difference is the reason why Lamar Jackson seems like he's such a difficult player to guard against or defend against. Because he plays in the perfect offense for him. But he also doesn't look to be running first. Which is it I depends. Like it depends on the plays. To compare, your boy Josh Allen always looks like he's. That's not true at all. Oh my 100% god! Hundred percent not true. There are so okay against last game. Yes, that is absolutely true. Hundred percent. Where true. there are moments where all he's doing instead of looking downfield, he is wanting all to he run does and is take look off. You are out of your mind. Whenever you just uh, said all that he does is last look game, see, I I watched last game and I saw that yeah. he was only looking to run the ball instead of passing the ball. Don't you? Dare. We'll, we'll have to watch the game. We'll yeah, watch what? the film. We'll watch the film, bro. Either way, we'll he's more looking to do that while Lamar Jackson is looking to throw the ball first. And if it's not there, I think then the difference he's between run. the two is that Lamar Jackson's manufactured as a runner. And so whenever they go in their quick passing offense to take advantage of these heavier boxes, uh, these are run, these are throwing plays, and then he dodges tackles and takes off from there. Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson switch places. Is Josh Allen just as good? He's not as good, but man. Oh my God. See, this is where I'm done with you. <laughs> I'm so done with you. Imagine if Greg Roman stayed as the offense coordinator in Buffalo. I'm so done. Like, this is, this is. That's what you really believe, though. Yeah, I really believe that. He wouldn't be as good as Lamar Jackson, but he'd, still, he'd be better. Is this your Super Bowl preview, by the way? This game? 
No. Oh, no. I think the NFC is too crazy to say like this is it. And I, like I like I said before, but what is really Garoppolo crazy having NFC, those though? two really great games in Arizona is important. No, that it's can, not. Yeah, it was. No, it's again. Not. It shows He's that had two good games he hasn't one. Bad I know. Team. I know that they're the worst pass, one of the worst passing defenses in football. But again, it comes down to the same idea. Like he's actually having to do the thing and actually be the guy, the focal what point thing? of the offense, to actually be the focal point of the offense and throw and come back and win a game. And he hasn't done that all this year. It's like, yeah, here's Garoppolo making three throws the entire game. Everything else is wide open. And he actually did something a little bit better than that against Arizona. So, like, at least he's shown the propensity to be able to do it. Uh, is he going to be able to do that, like, against Seattle in the NFC Championship game? Who knows? No. But at least he's shown it once before. No, he has not shown it. But, anything. again... I get all I'm trying to say you know, is I, that no, no, you're just saying that he's good, he's good against Arizona. Is I'm all you're saying? I'm saying those games are important, but that being no, said, I I still have concerns about him, so that's why I'm not saying he's the slam dunk, you know, Super Bowl Super Bowl team in the NFC. So here's the thing: I think all right. So I'm also going to try to ask you another question while it's going on my little rant here. But the 49ers, I think, it's just impressive because of the weapons that they have. I think their biggest weakness is their quarterback, and it's only because. I don't know if it's not comfortable. I don't know if it's injury. I don't know what. But he just still hasn't proven himself at all. And he plays he, within the structure of the offense. Can you please let me finish? Thank you. All right, Samantha. Is Kittle the best quarterback, uh, best tight end in the league? Yeah, but okay. it's it's also because of his ability to block. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. completely agree. But that's what I mean. If he doesn't have Kittle, how is he? How do you think Jimmy G is? You think he's okay? A lot of his throws are very open and easy. And he, yeah. and like I said, he, he's good within the structure of the offense. I think if they had a better quarterback, I'd think they'd be a damn good team. Uh, I mean, they are a damn good team. Uh, I think they'd be a little... Because here's the thing. You even just said it yourself. Russell Wilson can beat this team. I think is the main point yeah, I'm yeah, trying yeah. to establish Because Wilson's the MVP this year. Oh, no. Oh, wait. All right, so let's reverse. More than Lamar Jackson? Yeah, I think so. What? Because Jack he beat Jackson, whooped his ass. Uh, no, that's not what happened. They had what two. Do you mean it's not even happened. They had two non-offensive it was in Seattle. They had two non-offensive touchdowns that game. That's what made the score a big difference. And guess what? The MVP doesn't allow this. What right? do you mean? The MVP doesn't allow that to happen because you just said the defense for the Ravens is the one. That one of them the was a, right one of them was so a force. Wilson was on the. What? Yeah, because Wilson fumbled the ball <gasps> that they scooped up and scored. Oh. Wilson was a receiver who didn't turn around for the pass that Marcus Pierce picked off. Oh, yeah, because that's Russell Wilson. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa! He's yeah. the one who threw the pass, right? Yeah, because the the receiver ran past his pass. Oh, that's interesting. So that's what you're going to establish. Either way, Russell Wilson was showed up. Lamar Jackson hasn't done that. I'm just saying in the fact that if you take their teams, you take their offenses, you take their situations. Russell Wilson, like. Exceeds past his offense in ways that Jack. I mean, Jackson does it, but he's in the perfect offensive ecosystem for him to have a season like this. Yeah, whereas like Wilson's making Wilson's making Wilson's make no. Yeah, like yeah, of course, of course. But I'm saying that Wilson exceeds past the players around him. His offensive line can't pass block that well. It doesn't matter. He has a bunch of receivers who can like just run really straight, really fast. That doesn't matter. But uh, his rushing attack is fine. Them, and I'm again, he's s- much better than that because of all that. I'm not taking anything on either side of them. They're both the engines for their Yeah, team. but I'm saying like, all, I guess my point is that like Jackson's incredible in the, in the ecosystem, whereas like Wilson makes everybody around him so much better and is better than the talent around him to like lift everything up past I- him where it should be. I'm not gonna like I'm not, like Jackson's I, in the I best possible situation, Jack- the best offense. But that's you can what have. every one of us keeps saying, though, and that's kind of unfair to him at the same time. Granted, the offense is genius and everything works around him, but is it be it, so? This would work with anybody. No, it wouldn't. That's the point, though. It so wouldn't. It's just because I, Jackson I, is who he is, the, and he can do what he does. The difference, so the offense is perfect for just Jackson, but that means he doesn't get the credit for it. No, that's the not, I'm not, not giving him credit for that. I'm saying that. Wilson has more with less than Jackson does is all. And that's and it's the most valuable player. I think Jackson should win. Yeah, it is. I think Jackson should win Offensive Player of the Year, but not MVP. But I even went into this season, and I didn't even think you did. 
Baltimore wasn't supposed to be this good. I mean, I, and their I picked, defense we both thought would be so so, and, and their offense, defense has been so so. What, and I, what I, offensive I, weapons are you blown away with I, that he just is abusing? We what did we talk about in the preseason? I said this is the perfect offensive coordinator, the perfect yeah, guy to design offense that's for him. Fine. I picked yeah. him to be a wild card team. I picked Pittsburgh to win the division, and you know Roethlisberger well, we hurt and everything else. But I think yeah, we I just been think, right, by the way, I just think. Wilson does more with less than, than Jackson. I think Jackson should be... It's just really like what you want the MVP war to be. Do you want it to be the best player or do you want it to be the most valuable player? I think Wilson does more with less than Jackson does is all. But Jackson does everything for his team. Uh, he runs the ball and he passes the ball. Yeah. He's a top rusher and he's a top passer. And Wilson makes up for a bad offensive line and throws the ball downfield and their offense is how it builds around that. Yeah. But also, Lamar Jackson whooped his ass. So I'm gonna. He did, put but he didn't. He didn't that game. But Wilson was the one that fumbled the ball, correct? No, he didn't. Wilson fumbled the ball. No, he didn't. Russell Wilson fumbled no, the ball. No, he didn't. Yes, he did. He 100 did it. He fumbled the ball. Do you want, he did not. Yeah, he did. Okay, well we're, you're wrong on that. Well, one. we're gonna look at this up. Okay. All right. Uh, he did throw a pick six that to Marcus Peters, I believe. But that was because the receiver didn't turn back for the ball. Kind of at the he same time. He ran past time. the throw. Either way, though, we all knew what Marcus Pierce would try to do. It's what he always tries That's to do. That's all he does. That's all he do does. Do you think he gets tired <laughs> of picking off the pass? No, because... It's oh, the only thing he likes doing. And if I was a quarterback, I would immediately try to just know what he's going to do and just throw it over the head. Yeah, I mean, he locked down DeAndre Hopkins. That shouldn't happen. He did. Well, that shouldn't happen. Yeah. You know why? I guess DeAndre Hopkins is slipping. No, I mean they were down. I'm 20, just kidding. I'm not saying that. Texans fans, don't turn this podcast they were off. Down 20, I'm so sorry. They were down 21-0. It's like okay, so now this is they're just gonna try to run deep corner routes and we're all over it. Whatever, Mark um, Cooper. Is shit so down. this game, I think the biggest thing about it is that the 49ers have mediocre run defense, and the Ravens have the best rush. They don't not only have the best run offense, but they have an all-time great run offense, and. The one thing that I think will help San Francisco is that they're great on the edges with Bosa, with Buckner, um, and that and that the fact that like if a team is going to be able to stop their outside rushing attack, it may be San Francisco, and Baltimore doesn't have Matt Skura. He's out for the rest of the year, their starting center. I don't know who their backup is. I don't know if he's good or not. And I think that's the one thing that gives me concern entering this game. But again, the 49ers you know, run defense hasn't been that great. It's an all-time great one. That's why I like Baltimore in this game. So what's your score? My score, I you know I don't six points is a lot, but uh, Vegas is just trying to get you to do it, dude. I'm gonna go Baltimore, and I guess I'll go twenty eight twenty. All right, so I'll go Baltimore, thirty five twenty eight. Yeah, I mean like the Ravens defense has been great lately. On like third down, especially. If Lamar Jackson wins this game, he wins the MVP. What if I, it's done? It's done. I wouldn't say that. I want you to repeat. It's done. Wilson beat San Francisco in San Francisco. This in is overtime. In overtime in San Francisco. I've spoken. All Lamar's gonna do is just do it. Wilson, Wilson already did. You don't watch the Mandalorian. God, you're such a nerd. The Mandalorian. Yeah, the Mandalorian. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. That made me laugh so hard. Uh, so the next game we have here, the big game of the night, Sunday Night Football, Patriots, Texans. The Patriots are three-and-a-half-point favorites, and I can just feel— Please keep going. This is all you. I can just feel the PTSD. <laughs> just true, like man. the sleep paralysis is just scratching my brains already. So you wouldn't know the Texans' record against the Patriots this decade. I don't because it's so— Do you depra- know? It's got to be 0-6. Worse. 0-8? Yeah. Guess what the point differential is. It's got to be 15. Negative 120. Oh, my God. <laughs> From 2010 to 2019, 0-8, a point differential, a negative 120. I just... Okay. I'm not going to say it. You know what? I need you to keep going because I'm not going to say anything yet. They lost to Jacoby Brissett. He had four days to prepare. They lost by... They lost 27-6 to to Jacoby Brissett as a rookie. With four days to prepare in 2016. And they completely showed the entire league how to stop. Name redacted. They lost to New England 33-30 in 2017 to Sean Watson. Because Brian Cooks caught game-winning touchdown pass. They lost in 2014 34-31. Somehow, or I guess 2013, 34-31. Somehow, and it was like 
that all time bad Texans team went two and fourteen. They got to pick Clowney afterwards. I was so hung over that day. I still have, I don't remember that game at all except Jeff Tarpinium was the middle linebacker. And they still only lost by one possession somehow. They lost them twice in 2012 when they were a, a Super Bowl contender. Once on the road in the regular season, another on the road in the playoffs. Uh, that playoff game, Daniel Manning had a hundred like yard kick return. They didn't score a touchdown, but put the Texans in the red zone. I think they had one run, two straight completions, kicked a field goal. Never had a lead for the rest of the game after that point. So it's just been an entire decade of hell. It doesn't matter who the quarterback is. It doesn't matter who the head coach is. Bill O'Brien's own five against the Patriots. Um, I I don't know. You sound really depressed as you're going on and on about I, it's not. I'm not depressed about this game. I just can't get over that this keeps happening. Like, you think at least once something would break through. Something would break right, but it never does. So... Do you think it's like a bad sign that Matt Patricia has been able to beat Bill Belichick, but Bill O'Brien can't yeah, beat Bill Belichick? Well, what's interesting is that he's like 5-5 five and five against his assistant coaches all time, but he's 5-0 and oh against Bill O'Brien. You know why? Maybe it's because Bill O'Brien just didn't learn enough. Oh, Maybe he's just, he wasn't there long enough? Yeah, he was the pupil that just didn't stay. Oh, wait, wait. Bill O'Brien's not a great head coach? You wait, know, wait. It's Deshaun Watson's fault that, uh, Bill, that he can't run Bill O'Brien's offense? Well, wait. First of all, it's always Deshaun's fault. Yeah, Deshaun Deshaun's needs fault. to be better. Yeah. Deshaun's not better. What are you even doing? Yeah, he needs to improve to be able to run this yeah. really spectacular offense. Okay. Now I'm going to go on my little rant here. No, okay. I want to add one more thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Please keep So going. the one time the Texans have, in their entire history as a franchise, the one time they beat the New England Patriots, it was 2009, week 17. When was that? Oh, wait. Who was playing that game? Wes Welker was playing for New England. Oh. Uh, Bernard Pollard ruined his entire season towards ACL on a tackle. So the Texans needed to win that game to make the playoffs. Never made the playoffs their entire time as a team. They needed to win that game. Then they needed the Jets to lose to the Bengals to get in the playoffs. Okay. Texans take care of business. They beat New England, I believe, 34-31. Arian Foster has to touch Sharon run with like less than two minutes left. Uh, Tom Brady can't lead game-winning drive for like the first time ever against Houston. And that night, Sunday night football, it's Bengals-Jets. The Bengals rest, rest their starters. The Jets win by like 30 points. Next weekend, Bengals-Jets in the wildcard round. The Jets win by 30 points again. The Bengals never won a playoff game in the Marvin Lewis era. And the Texans went you know, 3-0 against them in the playoffs. Or I believe, yeah, 3-0 against them in the playoffs after that. So, so were you happy? 2-0 against them in the playoffs after that. Uh, no, I wasn't happy. <laughs> I, was, I, I was at your house watching that game, Sunday Night Football. And the first drive, I was like, they're benching their starters. And I was so mad. I had never been so mad. I, I'm still mad about it. And uh, so, yeah. So the Bengals have gotten every bad thing that's ever happened to them. They deserve all of it. Well, it's almost like to... By the way, that's actually really bad of the Bengals. So you wanted to play the Jets in the first round is what you I said. I just wanted them to make wanted, the playoffs. No, no, no. Not you. That's what the Bengals said. Yeah, that's what said. the Bengals said. The Bengals said, oh, we're going to beat you with our real starters. You can play us, and then we're going to play you. That's really yeah. awful. They That's said, why Marvin wanna, Lewis is a terrible coach. We don't want to play Matt Schaub. We don't want him to come to our jungle. We want Mark Sanchez. And we're going to beat Mark Sanchez, and then you lose by 30. If I was the owner, I probably would have fired Marvin Lewis after that. Uh, no, he coached like 16 years there. Oh, yeah, yeah, He went Duh. like 0-8 in the playoffs. The only one that could compete with him is Jason Garrett at this point. And Bill O'Brien's pretty much in that same No, He's getting What's close. Bill on? Bill, is, this is year... Six. How does he have a job for that long? Yeah, this is year six. That's ridiculous. Yeah, they, they've they been pretty healthy in offense. Uh, they're like 15th in DVOA. All right. They're averaging like 26 points a game. So I'm going to start with all this here. So New England. They're not that good. They have a great defense. Uh, Kind of. They have like... They, they have, have a great secondary. They have a statistically all-time great defense. Secondary. Their front seven's great because they Kinda. have like they have like twelve good players in their front seven. They Man. don't have like one dominant guy, but they have twelve really good players on it. Man, it's this easy when it comes to this team. All this team wants to do is lose the game, and it's the other team that just doesn't take advantage of it. Because in order to beat this team, you just can't make mistakes. Yeah, they are not going to make mistakes. They're just not, and they're not that good. But they don't make mistakes. So if you can just not make mistakes, you can win the team. Or you can win the game. And it's because with Houston and Dallas, I'll even do the comparison here. Both teams are more talented than New England. It's that easy. 
And even for you and even all the Texans. I think offensively for sure. But, but that's my point. And the offense should be able to make be able to make some damage happen against this defense. And New England's defense, even though they're great, Deshaun Watson should be able to at least put up 21 points. And if he puts up 21 points, Tom should not be able to put up that many. And if Tom puts up that many, that's on your coach and that's your team well, for not being able to get ready. Because guess what? Even though you could say your defense is bad, blah, 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 that offense for New England is disgusting to it's watch. Bad. It's bad. And like, James White must have slept with Bill Belichick's wife because obviously he didn't play last game. He played probably five snaps total. Five snaps they, total. They play him as a wide receiver, and they miss passes to him. Matt, they miss three passes to him. Yeah. They try to run him like three other times. Either way, James White in that first half of the game truly did not play. I can promise you that. Uh, I can look it up real fast. I don't even care if you look it up. Either way, I'm right. He had, because, he had 21 yeah, snaps on offense. How many snaps are there total for New he England? He had 31% of the snaps. And so he played a third of the game. And Sonny Michelle played 51%. And then Burkhead played 21%. It sounds like James White. That does not sound like James White. James White is always in the game. He's, a pass, catching, he, he's a pass catching running back. Exactly. They have to put him away. The problem with the Their Patriots running game was not working, and they were trying to throw the ball. And guess who was not in the game when they were trying to throw the ball? They were putting him at wide receivers that they were doing. That's how bad their receiving core is right now. They're relying on Jacoby Myers. Here's my point. They're having to put James White as a wide what receiver. What they usually do is they line up James White right next to Tom Brady in the shotgun to where then James White goes out into the flat to where Tom Brady then throws a little tiny pass to him. They ran that once. You know why they didn't do that, right? Why is that, man? Because they wouldn't put Sonny Michelle there to say, hey, because if they put... How did that work for him? Let me finish talking. How did that work for him? If they put Wyatt at running back, they say, this is a pass play. I don't think that worked. The defense is ready for a pass play. If you put Michelle there at running back, then you Uh have the combination of, oh, I don't know. Is this going to be a pass? Uh Is this going to be a run? You're just broadcasting pass whenever you have Michelle that in a That really running back. must have worked for him. That's why Great they did idea. that. I'm not saying it worked, but I'm saying that's it why they did it. It didn't work at all. And that's I don't know a why we're talking about game strategy. The big, I mean, the problem with the Patriots is that their offensive line's okay. It's not great all anymore. They don't have the same power running scheme at all anymore without without uh, with Devlin hurt. And their wide receivers are you know kind of poopy. Edelman's older and slower. Poopy. Yeah, they're kind of poopy. They're poopy, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Sanu, like, it's hard to get traded in the middle of the season. Sanu's garbage. Sanu's good, but... Matt, second round, How many... How often... But, like, he got traded midway through the season. having to learn entire offenses quickly. I think Sanu's going to be better in four weeks or so than he is right now as they continue to play. They don't have any tight end end options. They're relying on Jeremy Myers. Um, I, I mean, like, this is the best defensive matchup the Texans have had against the Patriots, but they don't have the defense to really take advantage of it. The only player I can see rushing the passer against them is Jacob Martin because he's a speed guy. And if you, you know, that Dallas game, the Cowboys got their pass rushed by running really fast past their offensive tackles. Uh, the Texans don't have a guy like that except for Martin. You know, Lawrence did a good job running past them. Robert Quinn did a good job running past him as well, too. And the only guy they have close to that is Martin. But, like, the only thing, the only reason why I think Houston's going to give them trouble on defense is because they have a great interior of their defense. The Patriots run a lot of power plays. They should be able to stop that. And then becomes Brady against the secondary that's like Vernon Hargreaves, Gary and Conley, Jonathan Joseph, Keon Crossan, Justin. It's like just a wide variety of just mismatched pieces. And uh, that's going to be the key to this game is if Brady can finally have like like a really good game against a, a bad pass defense. And he hasn't done it really yet so far this year. Either way. Like all their blowouts are because of their defense. It's a... Either way, when it comes to this game, and I'll actually put it to you this way, Houston should actually win. This is the this best is, I've felt yes. about the Texans going into a New England game, but they shouldn't win because it's the Texans Stop against the Patriots, this. and this is how it goes. All right, so in this case, do you want me to pick first? Uh, no, we have a few viewer questions about this game. Oh, okay. The first one's from at Texans underscore thoughts. Is there anything other than the entire Patriots team getting food poisoning that we can do to win? <laughs> dot, dot, dot. This is the pulse of the fan base. Right what? Uh, what is that? Yeah, I've like all You're I, in the division lead. What are we it, talking about? They, they're always in the division lead, Taylor. They always lead the division. Until Ryan the Cannon Tannehill happens. Well, that's a that's a story for a different time. <laughs> oh, uh, I was right. That's a story for a different time. But I was right. really for this game, it's like, yeah, this is how we this is how I feel. All I don't I have zero expectations. Like 
I had expectations going to the Colts game. I was like, okay, if they win this game, I may actually feel have expectations they lost that game. And then against Baltimore, it's like, I have expectations that they're going to lose, but it's at least be entertaining. They lost 41-7. Expectations, I have none at all. Yeah, I think food poisoning would be a really important start to the Texans winning this game. I think food poisoning has to happen. Uh, I think, like, a really bad traffic jam delays the game for another hour and a half. What, what where the, the Patriots get really stiff. Maybe like a fireworks mishap where uh, New England has to play the game what? a lot later because they're on the East Coast and then it's like and you have the extra hour and they're really tired or something. But yeah, I don't, I really don't see it. I'm in like Depressantville over here. Not Pleasantville. Yeah. Depressantville. What about, so what about these options? The flu? Widespread rickets. <laughs> this is, you got like options. Hungover from being on a party party yacht with or party rocking with uh, Robert Kraft on a yacht. Do you think that would help the Texans win this game? I think like a massage scandal would help this game. Uh, maybe they should just. Oh, by the way, did you hear? So actually, what helps this game? Ooh, ooh, I got a follow up for this. So what helps this game is this easy. Bill Belichick took a day off this week in order to prepare to list the 100 players for the 100-year anniversary of the NFL. And Tom Brady was complaining that he has a little injury in the elbow. Boom! Just laid it out on out there for you. That's what I'm talking about. Well, that's like the yacht, I guess. That's what it is. That's the Bill yacht. Belichick has never taken a day off. He's so confident in Bill O'Brien, he's taking a day off. You know what that says? The Texans should be ready. It's so funny about the whole, like, O'Brien was the offensive coordinator of the Patriots sort of thing. They had Hernandez and Rukowski. Uh, they damn had like God damn. the next year they were still like top five in points scored. Like Bill O'Brien really didn't. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, the other question we had here was from Stroh's fan. You know, he said, "How crazy is that people think that Texas have a chance to win just because Will Fuller is healthy?" So I think this is how the Patriots are going to cover the Texans. They're going to put Stephen Gilmore against DeAndre Hopkins. They're going to, or they're going to put Stephen Gilmore against DeAndre Hopkins, and they're going to double Will Fuller. And so what Houston needs to do is like not establish the run. Just like, Jesus Christ, don't establish the run. Last week against Indy, they ran the ball 13 times on first down. If you remove the 33-yard Carlos Hyde run, they had 12 carries for 32 yards, which comes out to 1.84 yards a carry on, the, on first down runs that game. Just don't establish the run. Uh, and then I think the key for Houston is to get Duke Johnson involved in the offense, get... A lot of throws down the slant. I mean, not the slants, but down the seams. So get Jordan Aikens up on the seams. Get uh, Kenny Stills up on the seams. It'd be a great game for, like, Kiki Cutie to, like, catch some drag routes, that sort of thing, because the Patriots have a really great blitzing pass rush. And that's my concern for their pa- for Houston's passing offense is that the Patriots have a really great pass rush, but it's, like, great from a variety of different sources. They run a lot of really cool blitzes. And uh, I think this game is ultimately going to be, like, a slugfest. Like, it's going to be brutal and nasty and stupid and uh, and grueling uh-huh. and all those sorts of barbaric words. Uh, but yeah, I don't think it's going to be fun. I'm not excited. It's not going to be enjoyable. Uh, I hate everything about this. Yeah, so I'm going to say that Stroh's fan sounds like a real Texas Rangers fan over there. Nah. That's what it sounds like to me. He wishes he was. <laughs> That's what it is? I thought that would offend you at the same time. Either way, whenever it comes down to it, dude, Will Feller, he... He presents the problem. He has to be able to take advantage, just like how when they're Dak gonna, is looking at Galloway. No, they're not. Yeah, they are. They're going to double This offense them. can do something. I believe in this offense against this New England team. Their defense is not that good. Yeah, it as is. As much as you want to convince me. Uh, Zeke ran four yards of carry on this team. Y'all scored nine points against them. Against what weather? What are we Y'all scored nine about? points it's, against them. What are we talking about with weather? Weather means nothing now. Weather means nothing, huh? Yeah, y'all score nine so points against them. So the rain just coming down and it being freezing is meaning throwing weather. Maybe y'all should score that 20 points in that weather. That means scoring to everybody else. That's what I'm hearing? The Patriots statistically have an all-time oh, great defense right and now. and my kicker missed a field goal, if I remember correctly. Yeah, New England missed two field goals in the first half. That's exactly my point! Yeah, they have an all-time great statistical defense. You st- saying the weather in one game you score nine points isn't a good argument against their defense. Way, I'm still not confident. I'm yeah. asking for a better yeah, their, argument their against their defense. defense. is one of the greatest against that division and against who they played against. Come on, man. I mean, They, they were, played against probably three good teams all year. Yeah. And that's what you're trying to throw at me right now? You know what? Just save it. Just save it. Get on the next question. That's all the questions. Damn you. Uh, so what do you have for this game? All right. I have the Texas winning, dude. I have them. 21, I have the New England Patriots, 17. 
Have you watched the Texans defense? I've watched the New England offense, which is what I'm going off of, my man, which is why I'm saying if if they score more than that, if they score 24 or more points against your defense, that's not your defense. That's just awful. Their offense is not that good. That's what I got. I want you to defend that. Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not getting. I think their offense is very mediocre. I think they have a great defense that scores points for them. Like all the blows they have, they've had this year is because their defense, not because of their offense. Um, and I think also, you know, regarding this game, I, I just think it's New England, it's Houston. Like this game is just that's like, what you have against me. You have a history. You have all of it. I'm taking a shot here. I will. Yeah, yeah. And also, I mean, like the matchups are just weird. Like neither team has a distinct advantage. The places they have advantage are really muddy too. It's like yeah, the Texans have coverage issues and man coverage, but they played a lot of zone last week and they have no pass rush. But New England's been bad in their passing offense and they've been run. They try to run the ball a lot and control the clock, but it's going up against the exact string of the Texans defense. All these sort of things. Uh, but yeah, I just think Houston gets out coached. I think New England goes a big early, and the Texans kind of do that thing where they score a bunch of points like the fourth quarter and make the game closer than it actually was. So I have Houston losing 27-21. Yeah, okay, so you don't have much higher scoring. Than yeah, but know. I think they go down, and then it's like a bunch of meaningless just, you know, Chris Collins were talking to Al Michaels You're about You're saying that New England's just going to blow them out with 27 points with who? Not, I'm not saying they're going to blow them out by 27 Who's gonna points. Who's going to score that many points, man? I think they're going to go up big early. I think their defense is going you to. You think their defense is going to have two touchdowns against your offense? No, they don't have to have a touchdown. They have to have a turnover inside the red zone that sets up short fields is what they have to do. This is your Texans fan, everybody. Yeah. This is the Texans family. Everybody feels jump. this way right now. I believe in Except the Texans. I am the one. Everybody believes in Texans right now is mentally ill. You know what? I believe in this. All right. I'm glad, I'm glad you admit it. You're and the just joker. just let you know, the one time that I have picked against them in a blowout loss, I was right. Okay. Just going to say that. I don't know. All right. Uh, and the one time that I said that they would win, I was right against Kansas City. I and you picked against them. Don't yeah. save it. I have been right about your team. And you've been wrong about them too. Kind of. Yeah. Like once or twice. Uh, Yeah. It all kind of flo- flows back in the same way. All right, the last game we have here is Minnesota at Seattle. The Seahawks are three-point favorites. What do you have for this game? What do you mean what do I have for this game? Obviously, whenever it comes to Minnesota versus Seattle, I'm not going to believe in Kirk Cousins being able to continue this ride. I think maybe Adam Thielen could be coming back, but I think that's still iffy. I know that he had a full practice the other day, so it's good signs. Whenever it comes down to it, though, I think the Magician's going to be able to pull it out against Minnesota here. Yeah, I think the problem for Minnesota is they can't cover that well. Russell Wilson's a great downfield thrower. And, like, yeah, I'm glad everybody's excited about Kirk Cousins throwing screen passes and making some wild open throws to Stephen Diggs. Yeah, keep it coming. He's good because Dalvin Cook is healthy this year. Yeah. I think that's really the only thing that Minnesota has going for them this year, and that's what the main difference is. Because without Dalvin Cook... It's you're relying on Kirk Cousins once again. Whenever you're relying on Kirk Cousins, it's the playing the dangerous game. Cook is the one that opens up the game. Seattle's the one that I, I feel like if you're Seattle, wouldn't you just want to give up? Like, I'm just gonna stop the run, Dalvin Cook, Kirk Cousins, beat me. Go. We'll just play cover three behind it. Let the balls rain. Play cover four behind or play cover four behind it. Just don't let them throw the ball downfield. Yeah, I mean, but yeah. either, either way, it's the same thing with Russell Wilson, too. That's their only strategy. And Metcalf did drop a ball last week, he too. He dropped two. <laughs> yeah, there's another touchdown in the end zone that was close. No, no, that was, it would have been a touchdown. It was close. That. Yeah. And that, was a, that was the one where he leaped 4-4 four four that was close. But he dropped two touchdowns. God, I can't believe it. Uh, I, I mean, I think the biggest the reason why I feel really confident in Seattle, though, is because last week their entire defense had a great game. You know, KJ Wright had a very good game. Was Lockett Kendrick's, out? Uh, what? Was Lockett out? He was he played a little bit. He dropped he got one downfield pass. I mean Wilson was only thirteen twenty five or two hundred yards, but he threw some downfield passes. But Rasheem Green had a great game. Clowney was out. Uh, Jefferson had a great game. Jerome Reed had a great game. Wilson Trey Flowers had a great game. Wilson didn't miss Hollister in the touchdown game. too. Yeah, yeah. He threw that one out of the end zone. Yo, dude, it was way over his head. It was like a Carson Wentz to his running back because Carson Wentz doesn't know how to throw to a running back. <laughs> By the way, I've never seen and it's the one thing that Philadelphia fans have always complained about and I never noticed. If you watch Carson Wentz, all he does is look, is that a running back? Is he two yards in front of me? Screw that. I need to look 15 yards. Cannon, what are you doing? Just throw it to the guy that's open that's two yards in front of me. You hear my impersonation? 
Oh my, god, oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Where's Where's that curse? Where's that curse? Oh, there he's there! There he's there! He's there! There! Oh my god! 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 Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, I think it was the best defensive overall performance they've had. They finally had great like everybody like guys other than Clowney are finally starting to play well for them. And Rasheem Green was awesome last week. Was it Clowney out last week? Yeah. But Is like he coming as back it, this week, yeah, he should be. Okay. He has a core injury. Yeah, I was gonna say, what's wrong with him? Like some core muscle thing. He had a hernia. You're such a core. Uh, but yeah, I have Seattle 28-17. I feel really confident about this one. Three-point favorites at home Monday night. Yeah, I'm glad people are buying in the Kirk Cousins hype. Uh, I can't wait for it. Especially climbing back against a bad you know, pass-blocking offensive line. And he's so good against like outside zone running schemes like this. By the way, I think you're way too low on this, though. It's got to be 31-27. It easily has to be Seattle going that route because it's going to be another Russell Wilson magician type trick here. Because Minnesota, MVP. oh god! All right, I'm not saying pulling the MVP. The out MVP out. already whooped his ass, so I don't have to even defend my MVP pick here. But whenever it comes to Russell Wilson and this whole game, he's going to have to pull some tricks out of the hat. He's going to be able to pull it off against the Minnesota defense. And they haven't covered well. Their entire defense based on a pass rush. It's true. And yeah. that's the one. That's the one thing gives you concern that, yeah. is that their pass rush has been great. Wilson was sacked six times last week, uh, but like he got have a lot of pressure. They're, and well, also they blitzed the a lot. Do you think that helps? Philadelphia blitzed a lot last week, and Minnesota doesn't really blitz all that much. And Wilson's able to get away from stuff too. You think Bye's going to do anything? Nah. No? Nah? Who cares? Dude, Kirk Cousins is going to be able to study that defense. Uh-huh. He's going to be able to know it. Dude, this is where Earl Thomas is going to be. I got him. I love it. Well, Earl Thomas isn't playing. You like that? In this game. Okay. Wait, so, I thought Earl Thomas is playing this game. He plays for Baltimore. Oh, dude, I keep yeah. forgetting, man. I just always remember the finger. So, I think that's what I always go back to. So, recap. I have Buffalo 27-24. You have Dallas 27-25. And you're sticking with Dallas. I have Baltimore 28-20 against San Francisco. You have Baltimore 35-28. I have Houston losing 27-21. Uh, you have Houston... No, I have, I, you have Houston winning 27-21. I have Houston losing 21-17. Actually... I have Houston losing 27-21. You have Houston winning 21-17. I have Seattle winning 28-17. You have Seattle winning 31-27. Hell yeah. So, that's our week 13 preview. Uh, enjoy your enjoy your turkey day. Enjoy your Thanksgiving. Give the podcast five stars. Go for a walk. Give it a listen. Uh, tell your family you love them. Like Be the thing that's missing in your family. Shadow that burden. Be that thing that you're missing. If your family's missing love, be that loving force. Make things complete. Uh, enjoy your Thanksgiving. I'm Matt Weston. Thank you for listening to Red Radio. What he's really Thank trying to say is if they're missing love, just hit five stars on the podcast. <laughs>